hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the happiness podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Review Show, where we help you spotlight what you're doing right and help you tweak what you're doing wrong. I am uh, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, and joining me as always is the one, the only Eric K. Johnson, better known as the Podcast Talent Coach. Eric, how's it going? It is going great, Dave. Another great week of podcasting. Having a blast. And uh, tonight, we're doing something a little different. Normally, we have whoever we're reviewing, we have them on with us. And we actually did have Dr. Puff, who does the Happiness Podcast, with us at one point. And smack dab in the middle of it, uh, my uh, USB devices all went out the window. And uh, we ended up having to just call it a day and say we'll reschedule. And um, in the process, even though my USB went down, we couldn't record the system. Um, We were able to talk to Dr. Puff. And he was able to really get what he wanted out of our review. And uh, we were having such a problem finding a time when we're all three together, he just said, ah, just do it without me. I've I've got what I need to do. And this way he can still get his publicity. And so we thank him for that. He's a a really good guy. And uh, so we're, we're doing the review uh, without him tonight. And uh, Eric, I'll let you tell everybody about, uh, we, we thought about this idea and we went, Hmm, you know what? So take it away. Yeah, we figured, uh, well, we still need a show with or without Dr. Puff, so we're going to review his show. We had a great talk. It was the strangest night. Uh, We sat down. The three of us were on. We hit record, and we got into it, and we just started reviewing his show for him. And uh, all of a sudden, Dave's gear just all froze up. We We could see Dave. We couldn't hear Dave. We could hear each other. So Dr. Puff and I had a great conversation without Dave as Dave was given a sign language of various sorts. And uh, finally, we just had to scrap it. But we were able to give Dr. Puff a lot of great feedback and uh, and help him with his show, uh, some of which he's already put into place. But tonight, what we're going to do is uh, review his show without him because we couldn't make our schedules work. So uh, we'll go over our review with him, which is a service that we offer. We just uh, we don't talk about it much. We will review your show without you if you would like to do so. There are some people who get a little nervous uh, about coming on the show and, and having us critique their show right in front of them right to their face. And if that makes you a little uncomfortable, you'd like to hear what we say, but you wouldn't, uh, you'd rather not be here to accept it in person. We get that. We get that. So um, we're, we are more than willing to take your podcast. Both of us listen to it, create uh, detailed notes. We listen to it again to make sure our notes are right. And then uh, we'll get on the show and review your podcast right here. Uh, Whether you're with us or whether without us, that's up to you. 
We offer, uh, we both offer both opportunities for you. Typically, when we allow you to come on the show, that's a great opportunity for you to get on the show and really give yourself some publicity. Tell people what you do, plug your show for an hour here during the uh, episode, and really drive people to your um, website and, and, and create that strong call to action because you know your call to action better than anybody. So we figure why not let you on the show to, to do that. And uh, also, you have the opportunity to ask us questions as we review your show. Um, if there are things you don't understand, you can surely ask questions about that. So there's a big benefit of you being on the show as a, a third person here in this conversation to ask questions and really promote your show. If that's not something you're comfortable with, if you'd rather just hear what we have to say or, or uh, scheduling doesn't work for you and you'd just like us to review your show so you can listen to it at a later point in time, we're willing to do that as well. To be live and in color on the show and have us review you for an hour, um, you get uh, each of us reviewing your show and then each of us reviewing your show again so we can create great notes and then an hour on the show. So basically six hours of our time, you can get that version of the podcast review show for $99 and appear on the show. If you'd like us to just do that on our own, we'll still spend the, uh, we'll still spend the six hours of time giving you uh, a great critique and, and useful information, but we'll knock that price from $99 down to $69 uh, because then we don't have to um, work three calendars into a situation where we can all three get on the show. Dave and I can just do it in the middle of the night if that's what we choose to do when it works best for us. So we'll knock that price from 99 being live to 69 by just being here uh, vicariously through our conversation. Either way, you can sign up to be part of the podcast review show online at podcastreviewshow.com and just click on get reviewed and you'll get all the details right there and, and uh, get on, be part of the show. Let us help you. So this week, we're talking about the Happiness Podcast with Dr. Robert Puff. Dave, give us a little synopsis of it. Yeah, when we, uh, when we talked to him earlier, he said uh, really he likes helping people with uh, the knowledge and experience that he's had as a, uh, a clinical psychologist. He's been doing it for 25 years. And um, so his, uh, basically, his, he's making a podcast for his clients and He's uh, using it to get the word out. He's actually an author as well. He's got a lot of books out at his uh, website, which is happinesspodcast.org. And uh, so let's go ahead and just jump into his show. We'll play uh, about the first four minutes of uh, this episode. Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Over the past two weeks, I was on vacation with my family, visiting the lovely country of Peru. It was my first time there, and I really did enjoy it. There is one part of the trip, though, that I want to talk about, and it isn't what you may be thinking, Machu Picchu. Actually, what I want to talk about is my visit to the Monastery of San Francisco and the catacombs they had underneath the monastery. The monastery had its beginnings in Lima, Peru in 1673, and it's been the home to Franciscan monks ever since that time. If you've been a Catholic over the centuries and knew your death was approaching, you did have the option of being buried underneath the monasteries. This place where they buried you was called the catacombs. Well, my family and I visited the catacombs, and believe it or not, there are about 70,000 people buried underneath the monastery. It was truly amazing and quite an experience. 
But of all the experiences that stood out to me, the one that was most prominent was the fact that of these 70,000 people who had been buried underneath this monastery, there wasn't one person who they were able to identify. It was just thousands and thousands of bones and skulls, but no people were known to associate it with each of these skeletons. They were nameless in death, and no memory of them survives. But how do the catacombs of San Francisco Monastery relate to us? How do they have anything to do with happiness? I think as a listener to this podcast, we probably all have that temptation to think, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be remembered. Death isn't going to come to me. But the real truth is that it will come to all of us. And with time, maybe not overnight, maybe not in a hundred years, but with time, we too will be forgotten. We will be put to the ground, perhaps cremated, and our ashes will be forgotten someday, perhaps thrown away, perhaps replaced by buildings or other structures, perhaps visited by tourists of the future. But the truth is, we all are going to die, and yet that absolute truth is something that we really have a hard time believing in and looking at, particularly think about when we're younger. When we're younger, there really is a sense of invulnerability. We really are going to live forever until one of our friends or acquaintances die. Then we begin to think about it far more deeply. And as we get older, there's still a sense of, though we know more people have died, we aren't going to die. One of the things I like to do is talk to people. And what I've learned over the years is most people face death with a sense of, this isn't supposed to happen to me. I'm not supposed to die. And yet my visit to the San Francisco Monastery and the catacombs reminded me and should teach us that really we all are going to die. And if we think about it, in probably two or three generations, we're even going to be forgotten. I mean, how many of us, besides perhaps a name, can go back two, three, four generations and tell us much about our ancestors? Unless they're super famous, we're not going to remember them. We're not even going to know anything about their personality. And even the people that are famous, they too someday will go into oblivion. So the truth is that we are going to die. And I think facing that, really believing that well, is helpful. It's helpful in regards to happiness because what it does, it can force us to say, how am I living my life now? Am I living my life well? Even if no one remembers me, even if I die tomorrow, how am I living my life? And given the fact that probably no one will remember us and we are going to die sooner than we think, how are we living life? How? And so that's the first, uh, like I said, four or five minutes of his uh, show. And for me, it, de it definitely sets a mood. That's for sure. I guess when you get to when you get to meet Doctor Puff, that is 
that's who he is. Dr. Yeah. Puff is a clinical psychologist. He's an author. He's an international speaker. He's a marriage counselor. He's a life coach. He's He's got a PhD and he's been helping families and individuals and organizations and businesses for 25 years. Um, he's a contributing writer to psychology today. He's a very well-educated man. And uh, his approach to his life and, and, and therapy and coaching is this holistic approach. And that's really what comes across in his um, in his podcast. When you first start listening to it, you're thinking, "Wow, this sounds pretty ethereal." Um, but when you when you meet Dr. Puff and you talk to him, that's truly how he is. He's there to help individuals, and he's there to help people and help them get past their negative thinking and their traumatic experiences and manage their stress. And that's really what the show is all about. Yeah, and when I went to his iTunes page. Because from, and this is just my own personal opinion, I, I like my guests a little more high energy. You know, this was very, you know, almost a calming effect to it. And when I looked at the um, the reviews, um, number one, like you just said, it's obvious he has a genuine desire to help people struggle with the areas of, of thinking, uh, maybe that they're not even aware of. Um, he says he does this without a script, and I can hear the earnest desire to communicate. This is what somebody in iTunes has said. Um, another person said, I'm so thankful I found this and other Dr. Puff podcasts. I'm seeing myself in the rest of the world with a kinder, gentler eyes. And, um, so where I thought at times his, his voice was maybe, you know, again, for me personally, I'd like a little more energy. Uh, a lot of people said the fact that it was just warm and soothing and, um, you know, there was one person that said his voice makes me a little sleepy. But everybody else in iTunes, they, he has an inspiring and very positive message. We can all uh, use reminders in our daily lives to uplift us and encourage us to be our best selves. And that really kind of sums up his show. Uh, when you sit there and think, it's kind of weird to go, yeah, we're all going to die. Uh, but sometimes we got to remember, you know what? You better hurry up. Carpe diem. <laughs> so. And I, I think it, people who come to his show... Uh, know what they're going to get. They know what to expect. They're in that frame of mind to be ready for Dr. Puff to to uh, enter their uh, their sphere and help them get where they need to be. And uh, I think he does that. I think if he was uh, more energetic and that sort of thing, he'd have a tougher time getting in their circle and, and uh, uh, especially of their circle of influence and helping them adjust and prepare for what they're going to do. Um, so I think his, his relaxing demeanor really plays well with the show and, and those that are coming to a show to get that, uh, expect that they expect that of him, um, when they get there. Well, and he is consistent. That's the one thing that's good about it. It wouldn't work if it was like, Hey, welcome to the happiness today show. And then here's Dr. Puff and he'd come on and go, hello friends. Let me tell you, it just, that wouldn't work. So he's got that consistent yeah. theme through the whole thing. Because otherwise, I think you'd kind of jar people if you kind of went from one extreme uh, to the other. We do have a, uh, a clip kind of from the middle of the show where he talks about, he, he calls it the gift of death. We can live so much better when we really hold to the truth that life isn't going to go on forever. I believe that. And because I believe that, I want to savor every moment so well. I think this is a gift of death. Death can remind us to live well today. 
When we forget, we struggle. When we forget, we can hang on to fears and anxieties, hopes and dreams that preclude us from living here and now well. The one thing that is guaranteed is that this life on planet Earth will end. And it actually isn't doing us any good not to think about this. A better approach, which I want to encourage all of us to do, is to wake up each morning and say, this may be the last day I live. So again, you can hear his thinking of trying to make you a a better person. When I uh, first heard that gift of death um, sequence, I thought, man, this is crazy. The death is a gift. And as I listened to the entire show, it really made me realize that um, what Dr. Puff is saying in this particular episode is that you can't really live until you accept the fact that you're going to die. When you stop worrying about death and you realize it's going to come inevitably at some point in time, I better live every day for what it's worth. That's when you reach the point of really being able to live. And uh, I thought he, he did a great job delivering that point. The thing I liked most about his introduction is the fact that he starts with a story. He draws a great picture of us, uh, for us, of his uh, vacation and his, his retreat and all of the landscape and where he was and how he came upon the tombs. And, and the people there were just um, names without a face. Nobody knew who they were, no ancestors or relatives. And he really kind of set it up set the entire episode up um, really well with a, a strong story at the beginning that that set the tone and the basis of the entire episode and then really got to tie that into the gift of death and how we can really truly live once we accept the fact that the inevitable will come and we need to get to what we're doing right now. The thing I liked about the show overall, the 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 in general, was his focus on that single topic. He wasn't bouncing around. He wasn't given the psychology today news brief or any of that. He just had a single topic he wanted to drive home in this particular episode. And I really enjoyed the uh, this, the focus on the single topic in his uh, in his show. The music, a lot of podcasts don't have music through the entire episode. And I thought that that was going to get a little tiresome as I was listening to the show. I thought it, I expected it to get fatiguing because there's that distracting music behind him, but because it doesn't have a melody, it's more of that kind of uh, transcendental sort of music. Um, it wasn't distracting at all. I thought it really fit the essence of the show well. Yeah, for me, the only thing that made it slightly distracting is I think he was using GarageBand, which has a feature that will automatically, he might've even been using Boss Jock Studio. It sounds like he was using something that, when he stopped talking, it would automatically raise the volume. And then when he would oh, start yeah. talking again, it would duck it back down. And to me, it, it kind of like, there are times when he paused, not a lot, but it would, it would turn it up real quickly and then turn it down real quickly, which to me was just a little distracting, not a huge one. Whereas if I were to do this again, I would just put the music bed in as a, at a constant low volume. So there wasn't anything to, you know, if he pauses, he pauses, it's no big deal. But uh, he might be running his uh, he might be running his mic through a compressor limiter as well, um, which squashes everything behind his vocals when he when his gate to his mic opens up. Um, but we're getting a little technical there. Yeah. <laughs> People are like processor limiter. My, God, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. If you don't have one, you don't need one. Just yeah. record your podcast. That's it. Well, that's one of the advantages of, of having 
a person on the show with us, we could go, how are you doing that? Because it sounds a little, uh, you know, like you're squashing stuff with your compressor. And they could go, I'm, I'm just using Boss Jock Studio. I don't know. We're good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You don't have a compressor limiter hooked up to your mic? <laughs> yeah, we're guessing right now. So that is one benefit of being on the show live. We can ask you questions and really give you a solid answer. Right now, we're just shooting in the dark, guessing what you're doing. Yeah. But it, it, I can hear that too, whereas music creeps up on him a little bit. Um, the other thing about the introduction is I didn't feel like there was a strong introduction to the whole show that set the show up for us. It felt like we just kind of jumped right into the story and it took us a minute to realize where the episode was going. I would have enjoyed a little bit of setup like a, when I, when I teach storytelling to podcasters, we talk about that provocative point and that intriguing introduction that tells us exactly where we're going with our story and, and the point we're trying to make and then get into the story. You want to give them that headline that really tells, tells us what the episode is going to be about and then get into it. I didn't feel like that the show had a setup. I didn't feel like there was a headline there before we jumped into it. Yeah, and the thing that I thought was um, that he could do that he, he doesn't do on his show is there's not a lot to explain. You mentioned all the things, you know, he's got a PhD, he's an author, he does all this stuff. There really wasn't a lot to explain who you're listening to and the fact that this guy is educated and uh, he's been doing it for 25 years. So there wasn't much of that. And I, I think a lot of podcasters, um, we have that whole imposter syndrome going on anyway. So we, we kind of feel hesitant to kind of plug ourselves and say, hey, I've been doing this for this and that. But on the other hand, to a brand new listener, that can give you a little bit of street cred. Well, wow, this guy's been doing this for 25 years. Uh, maybe I should. Uh, this 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 guy's probably got a good point then, or he's got experience and things like that. And uh, I, I was surprised there wasn't much of that. Yeah, I, I agree because he's got um, 25 years experience. He's a contributor to psychology today. He's got number one books. He's got uh, and he's got a ton of books. He's he uh, he's appeared on. A, a bajillion um, interview shows throughout the media. He's given thousands of media interviews. He's been on national TV and radio talk shows. He's got the pedigree. Um, he doesn't toot his own horn very much, which I think just a little of that. And he doesn't even necessarily need to do that. He could have a voice guy at the beginning introducing the show that toots his horn, uh, toots his horn for him. Um, but I, I agree. There could have been a little more of that to um, – just prove his credibility a little bit. When we uh, when we went to his website, and again, you can find that at happinesspodcast.org, uh, the front page explains that he's a happiness expert. He's an author. He's an international speaker. He's a TV show uh, host. Uh, he's actually got a call-in number there. You can go, and he's got uh, his, his website is, uh, you know, there's a fair amount of content on here. I think since we originally talked to him, he's added a little more white space. Uh, things were really on top of each other um, the first time we uh, talked to him. And he's got, appears, um, I don't know if these are all his books. I, I know he's, uh, it looks that way. So he's got all these books going down the sidebar. And it's great because he's made it easy to where you can buy with Amazon. And on the front page, it doesn't look that bad. What the problem that I found is, when you actually click on an episode to kind of see what would normally be show notes, uh, there almost aren't any. Uh, on the uh, episode we listened to, which was 45, and it's just titled Happiness and then this Monastery of San Francisco and Our Death, um, 
it says while on vacation to Peru, Dr. Robert Puff visited the monastery and there's basically about two sentences. And that's just something that you could have, you know, more description there that'll give you more Google juice and more things for people to find. But the, the other problem is, is you have so much stuff in your sidebar that when you get past your show notes, which are almost non-existent, you just have people scrolling down and there's probably, I don't know, 10 books and then uh, a bunch of tech. It just, it starts to look um, silly, I guess might be, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> really, really long, yeah. really long. Yeah, so um, that would be something what I would do as a suggestion is Amazon has a feature uh, where you can go in as an affiliate and you can be an affiliate for your own stuff. You can make what's called an A store. And this basically is a page that just has your products with all of them in one spot. And people could, you can organize them by topic. If some are about happiness and some of them are about family or things like that, you could actually make your own little Amazon store just featuring your products. And then on the sidebar, you could have maybe your latest book and you've got great links here to the podcast and to Facebook and things like that. But instead of having this really long sidebar, you could just direct people to your store that just has your books. That would be, I think, my uh, suggestion here because you do have a lot. I mean, he's a very uh, prolific writer and uh, send them over there and that way they can add things to their cart and uh, it might actually increase your conversions on uh on books, but the, the heading at the top looks really nice. It's, he's got a, a good picture there. He's got a great smile and, uh, the, uh, the navigation at the top, he has, uh, you know, your basic menus, but nothing too cluttered up there. Uh, Eric, did you have any thoughts on the website? I had a lot of similar thoughts. Um, I thought the books on the sidebar were, took up more real estate than they needed to maybe just a link to a bookstore page or an Amazon page, something like uh, you suggested, I thought would be good uh, because it did feel like the books overwhelmed me Af after I got through the first six or eight. Um, I just started scrolling, looking at the pictures. I, I stopped reading the titles of the books. So I thought maybe, um, having that more of a condensed area and just a link to it would be good. I thought the show notes were minimal. Um, the, the tags almost take up more space than the show notes themselves. Um, give, give me a little more meat and give me a reason to listen within the show notes. Don't just uh, list the ingredients on the box there. Uh, give me a reason to stick my spoon in and try a little bit of it. So uh, I thought some, some depth to the show notes might be good. Um, and I think that will help in iTunes as well. The ha if you look up happiness podcast, which is the title of the show in iTunes, it comes up somewhere around number 11 when I search for happiness podcast. And if that's the title of the show, that tells me that uh, you don't have enough juice on the page to really start showing up in iTunes uh, like you should with the title of your show. So um, those are just some overall thoughts. I thought the, 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 the uh, layout of the website was sharp. I like the colors um, for the happiness podcast. It felt like that when I, when I went to the podcast, it delivered on the promise of the brand. And I thought that was pretty solid and uh, gave solid links to his other um, services and, and businesses as well. Yeah. You make a great point. I just noticed that, that he has, I think more tags than he does actual show notes in the, the tagging is you're trying to get Google to find you, but in the end, um, you're going to end up hurting yourself. There's a thing called a bounce rate with Google. That means when somebody 
lands on your page, Google can actually track how long they stay there. And it's great if they click play because podcasts actually help people stay on their page because they'll sit and listen. But if they get there and there's nothing to, you know, the, the text can help people stay there because they're reading it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that would be uh, that. And then the other thing, and, and we addressed this when he was on with us before, is he's using his, um, let me see here. Yeah, he's still using his his website as his media host. And we had recommended that he get a uh whether it's Libsyn is, is who we use, uh, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. You can actually get a free month at Libsyn using the coupon code SOP free. Um, when you use your website host as a media host, they're just not designed to deliver media files. They'll tell you they have unlimited bandwidth and unlimited storage, but you're kind of leaving the door open to shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, I had a interview with a, a person on the school of podcasting and he asked his website host, I'm going to put my, my audio files on the website. Is that okay? And they're like, oh yeah, it's fine. And he was, I think a month and a half into his show. And they're like, you need to move because he got popular. And um, it's kind of weird when people go, oh, nobody's going to listen to me. I'm like, well, no, let's, let's plan to be, to have an audience. And uh, what happens then is you end up with an audience and now you've got a problem. You've got to move all your stuff and it's not impossible. It's just a hassle. And, and uh, it's not super expensive. It's, probably $20 or less a month. And plus you'll get great stats. You can see how many people are downloading and you can see what topics uh, people are listening to, which might help you decide what future topics to cover. And uh, so that was the one thing we, uh, when he was on with us, we said, yeah, you probably should get a, uh, a media host to, uh, to pick up those files just to be on the, uh, the safe side. But um, other than that, his IDT, uh, his ID three tags, these are the, um, we've talked about this before in previous episodes. Um, these are the one um, that are inside the actual media file. And you can do this in iTunes. If you right-click on your MP3 file, you can right-click and choose Get Info, and you can just fill that information in, and one of those will be an actual image that uh, you can put in. And that usually is 600 by 600 pixels. And um, it's one of those things... Dave, when, I'm, when I go into iTunes and I'm looking at my, my actual show that's been posted in iTunes... How can I check my ID three tags there? Is that possible? Yeah. If you're listening to the file, let me do this just to make sure. Um, it's kind of the same thing. You can um, right click on, let me go to a podcast here in iTunes. I'll do this live and uh, find a, a show that's downloaded or things like that. So here, I'll, I'll, I, there's, what, what do you know? Podcast talent coach right there. So I'm going to right click on this and go <laughs> great. Get, see if I did it right. Info. Thanks. Yeah, there you go. And you're Review perfect. Me right in the yeah, middle of the show. <laughs> you're awesome. Right there under info. Uh, I can see your title. You have you as the author and the, the album is podcast talent coach in your comments. I can see you've got your email address there. And when I go to the artwork, you've got your uh, logo there. And so that's really all you need to do. So the, the, again, the name is the name of the episode. The artist is you the album is the name of your podcast. So in the case of Eric, it's podcast talent coach. And then in the comments, you usually put in, you know, like a little brief elevator pitch of what's going on in that. And then under the genre, usually in iTunes, I think they let you choose podcast. Uh, in many other tagging, you have to just type it in podcast. But when you're done, you just click on OK, and that will automatically save that information in your file. And then you can upload it to your media host and, uh, when people download it then and play it on their computer, they will um, see that information. And it's just a, it's a little branding thing. It's not a huge deal, but when it's not there, you kind of look like you missed the boat on something. 
but you can go through those steps to make sure that you're doing it correctly yep. after you've gone through tagging your file and uploading it to Libsyn or wherever you host your, your media. Once it gets posted to iTunes, go out and open up iTunes as if you were a regular listener and click on it and make sure the information is getting to the uh, episode like you believe it actually is. Yeah, it's always good to consume your content like your audience does. So, you know, go into to the podcast app, you know, listen to it on your website. You know, if you want, you can download Stitcher, you know, but usually if it's working in one, it's working the other, but it's never a bad idea to, to go back and, uh, and double check. So yeah, like Mrs. Ridenauer, your first grade teacher always said, double check your work. <laughs> That's it. So his, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and get to his ending here. It's about uh, two minutes long and we'll see how he uh, wrapped up the show. If every day we live as if it is our last, if we start living that way, what we'll find is it's very challenging, difficult to be anxious about the future, to be depressed, if this is all we have and we love it. Because what happens is instead of grasping on fame, grasping on fortunes, grasping on things we don't have, we celebrate what we do. Maybe we're not in the love of our life. But we do celebrate the things we do have, like the nature and the beauty all around us. Whether we are successful or not, it doesn't really matter because we realize whether we are successful or not, if we're not living well today, then we're not living. We could have the whole world and be miserable and we could have nothing and be extremely happy because living well right now is one of the key factors of happiness. Not waiting till someday when I reach this goal, when I have this mate, when I have this success, then I'll start living. So many people in today's age do that. Someday I'll, someday I'll start living. If we can remember that this really may be the last day we have to live, we will live better. We can all live beautiful lives if we live as if today were the last. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of happiness, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. And he basically just has music to the end that eventually fades out. So somebody is rocking the harpsichord. <laughs> My thought there and the conclusion of the show, uh, Dr. Puff says, if you want to learn more, visit the website. And he gives the website address, which is great. I appreciated that there was a single call to action mm -hmm. uh, driving people to the website like we always talk about. But he didn't he didn't tell me what's in it for me. If I want to learn more about happiness in general, I don't know. Um, I, I, I would have enjoyed, uh, I, I, I would have thought um, a what's in it for me or a reason to visit the website would have been a, a, a more powerful conclusion to the show. Had he, had he described uh, what I would want to learn more about or why I would want to learn more about it, and uh, describe a benefit to me, it probably would have made the call to action uh, more powerful and more effective. 
yeah, I was, uh, I'm with you. I'm like, oh, cool. It's a single call to action. And I guess he's, maybe he's trying to avoid not being salesy. I, I know some people have a problem with that because uh, he's definitely got plenty of things he could be selling. And, um, you know, you're greeted basically with a, a quote of his that just says, decide that you're going to do everything in your power to live a simply beautiful life and live your life to the fullest every day and you will find happiness. And of course, it's, it's one of his quotes. So yeah, it, it's, um, it's better than some of the call to actions we've had, but I, I'm with you. Sometimes you need to give that carrot. It's like you said, what's in it for me? You know, you could say, well, if you like my book or he just said, what, what did he, I guess he just said, if you want to know more about happiness or find happiness. So yeah, he, he just, his, his, uh, close was, if you want to learn more, visit the website at happinesspodcast.com. And if we revert back to our discussion about the show notes, uh, maybe he offers some tips in there, maybe something in the show notes that isn't on the episode. And if you want to get uh, a full detail or a rundown of this or even a transcription of the episode, uh, visit the website. But an opportunity to get people to the website, I don't think you necessarily need to be salesy to get people to the website. Offer them more help. You mm -hmm. know, if you'd like help uh, diving further into this, visit the website. If you'd like to get an entire book written on this very subject, visit the website. Anything that would give me a, a benefit of going to the website other than just learning more. Learning more is just a, a generic out and it really doesn't uh, describe a benefit or, or create any desire or tease me to want to go to the website. Well, and if we go back to always having that theater of the mind, it doesn't really bring up any, you have no idea what to expect. If you can say, you know, if you'd like to see my book um, and, or if you'd like to see whatever, you know, kind of start to paint, well, I wonder what his website looks like or things like that. There, That's another way you can kind of get people visualizing it. Well, I wonder what his free guide looks like that you could use that. Well, he, he, he offers other podcasts. He's got the, uh, he's got a TV show. He's got uh, a meditation podcast. He's been in publications. He offers uh, amazing books. There's so many opportunities to help people without selling them um, that he can surely get them to the website for more information about various things. And then while they're there, they can peruse the books and, um, you know, maybe purchase something if they, if they care to do so. You don't have to sell them. Just help them and let them sell, sell themselves. Yeah. And um, just to kind of wrap things up with, uh, we always like to, to say what you've, uh, you know, what you are doing good and, and things you could work on. I did find some more reviews in iTunes. And I, I know for me, you know, I, I'm just not... Uh, his voice to me, not my cup of tea, uh, but I can see where it does ring true with a lot of his audience. And this is one of those things where if you try to please everybody, you're, you're just not going to please anybody. And the people that when you hear his voice, that consistent delivery, it says, I've become a great fan in a short period of time. He has a soothing voice that carries very positive thoughts about how to live your life. And then somebody else says, um, the first minute of the podcast, I was hooked I find him incredibly inspirational and calming. So if that's what these people are looking for, this is a great podcast. So, you know, you're not going to please everybody. And um, I, I think, um, well, I know we, we mentioned Eric brought up the fact that he did a great job of having just that one singular topic and he was you know, hyper-focused on it. It was great. Uh, Eric, I know you like the, the stories that he brought in. 
And I thought the story, I thought the story was great. Uh, that really kind of pulled us into the episode. I love the focus of the single topic. And uh, I thought the, the, the music, um, though I expected to be distracting through the entire episode really kind of set the tone. It, it really felt good. I thought it, it delivers for the audience, um, for which it sets out to uh, attract. And I thought it did a great job doing that. And in regards for, for things that maybe, uh, he could tweak a little bit, you know, add a little more to the show notes. And um, I think we both agree that he's got a great resume. I, I think there's a way he can work that into the show without making it, hey, look at me. Uh, there, there are ways you can can do that. And I think we both agree the book thing, there's just got to be a better way to, to do that. It's not horrible, but it's there's just I would I would experiment with that. I think it would be a good way to do that. Just see if there's other ways you might be able to arrange that. You might find out that, hey, let me tweak this or tweak that. And uh, you might say, ooh, you know what? That is better if we put these all on one page maybe or, like I said, make a an Amazon store. And uh, then the last thing is we would definitely recommend getting on some sort of media host because, uh, you know, if, if when people are finding your show, they're liking it, and it's just a matter of time as uh, podcasting grows and grows more in – um, popularity. There was a, a recent study that came out, um, I think it was last month, that they're estimating that 13 million people listen to podcasts every day. You don't want to be on the wrong kind of host because that could uh, end up kind of backfiring it. Yes. So, Eric, any other final words? Yeah, three things that I would like to see Dr. Puff work on. Uh, one is the uh, introduction to the show. Really pull me into the episode with a, with a strong headline, that intriguing introduction that sucks me in. Um, I'd like to see a little stronger conclusion to it. Give me a reason to take your call to action. Um, entice me and tell me what's in it for me. And the other thing um, that I'd like to see Dr. Puff work on that we really haven't talked about is his consistency. He, he really... Um, he really released episodes on a consistent basis in 2011 and 2012 and his popularity was solid. And then he took a break for a while. Obviously he was writing a ton of books and creating other episodes and, and uh, doing his full-time counseling. Um, but after that break, he came back in 2004 and he's fighting to get noticed now. And I think uh, consistency releasing episodes on a consistent basis um, we'll get people back into the podcast and, and find some ways to engage them and uh, get them involved in the in the community that you're creating with your podcast. But that consistency would help a ton. And he's he's done a, a, a much better job. I see what you're talking about here. He's got a couple shows in August, a couple shows in September. And uh, so he appears to be you know getting back on track. But it is it's it's tough to uh, to keep that consistency going. That's why we always recommend when you first start doing a podcast, if you're going to launch one, record a couple episodes so you can see exactly what it takes, how much time, and then decide what your schedule is going to be. Because so many people are like, oh, I'm going to do a daily show, and they, they don't really know what's going to go into that because that, that consistency can definitely help you in, uh, in the long run. So we want to uh, thank Dr. Robert Puff again for uh, letting us review his show. And uh, we didn't make him cry when he was here either. Um, I wanted to cry because my equipment <laughs> went south, uh, but everything's been working fine ever since. And, and, and just for the record, in case you care, for those that are, are the geeks in the thing, um, if you're using anything with USBs, they make, you know, they make all these hubs and they make extension cords. 
And when it comes to your microphone, you pretty much want that going directly into your computer. Don't send it into a hub that goes into an extension cord that goes into another extension cord that plugs into your computer 10 feet away. Uh, that's was my biggest problem. I think I had too many plugs going into different things. So I kind of simplified things and, uh, that took care of my, uh, stuff. So again, you can find Dr. Puff over at, uh, happiness podcast, uh, org. And, uh, Eric, where can we find your stuff? You can find me anytime you'd like online at podcasttalentcoach.com. And uh, most of all, find this show and ways for you to get on and be a guest of us at uh, the Podcast Review Show um, website, which is podcastreviewshow.com. And Dave, uh, what's your website address? My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And don't forget, if if you've thought about doing this and thought, "Uh, I don't know, because Eric and I were talking before we uh, started the show, so many people come on here and they're just gripping, like they're white knuckling the chair, thinking that it's just going to be this horrendous review. And we try to help you spotlight again, what you're doing right. And, and the things that you're doing wrong, we, we don't beat you up too bad. And everybody's been super happy with uh, the service. So uh, if, if you're really worried about getting reviewed live, we do have that option that uh, if you just kind of like this episode where we just talk about you, not to you, uh, that is an option. So if that's been something that's holding you back, by all means, don't, because uh, as we say here on the podcast review show, there's always room for improvement. And uh, it's good to get a, a uh, unbiased opinion from somebody not named Mom. And uh, <laughs> so. In every episode, we try and help you find three big things that you're doing really, really well so you can do more of that. And then three areas that could use some improvement. Because we figure if we're only telling you the places that need improvement, you can't make a better podcast by simply removing everything that's wrong. Because then you're just going to have either a very short podcast or a lot of dead air. So our goal is to help you find the great things that you're doing well to help you do more of that in your podcast. That's really the the ultimate goal of Podcast Review Show. And we'd love to have you on it. Hit the website and and, uh, get on here as soon as you can. Yeah, and to do that, we've got a direct link. Just go out to podcastreviewshow.com and then just throw a slash review me and uh, you'll see all the options there. So thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, as I said, we always like to think that there's always room for improvement. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for absolutely free and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But 
there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.